0: Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy. You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like
1: You with Dr. Lolly Mansi. Hi, I'm Dr. Lolly and you're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You. I'm an entrepreneur and a lecturer in UCD's Innovation Academy and I teach entrepreneurship, innovation and creativity. And I believe that entrepreneurs are both born and made. In this series, we won't be talking to the Elon Musks and the Richard Bransons of this world. We'll be talking to people just like you. Welcome back to An Entrepreneur Like You. My guest today is the unstoppable Aoife Lawler. Have you ever sat at your kitchen table and dreamed of an idea? And then a little while later, it comes to fruition. A lot of us as entrepreneurs have these ideas, and we never really truly believe that we can make it. Well, my guest today took her business from her kitchen table at zero to 15 million euros. Eva, you're very, very welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: I can't wait for the listeners to hear more about your story. So the first business that we want to talk about, and I know that you have multiple businesses at the moment, is the Irish Fairy Door Company. A lot of people will be familiar with this, from the tiny fairy doors that they see on the bottom of trees to uh, inside of their houses, on their skirting boards and everywhere else. Can you take me back to the time when you sat and dreamed it up?
0: I will absolutely so. Fairy Doors was one of those happy accidents, is the way I described it. So it was actually myself and my husband and friends of ours and also a couple, Niamh and Usheen. And um, the the recession had hit both families really hard. So funny enough, when we were together, there was always talk of, oh, someday we're going to do something. It was more so the guys that would talk like that. And what, what really, I suppose, took out for me at the time was it was such a hopeful conversation. No idea what would be.
1: Or the dream of something more just, at the other side of the recession. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I was the only one technically working at the four of us. So I think about right. it that way. So everyone was having a difficult time. So I just always in my life, I suppose, I've always enjoyed that positive talk. So I'm yeah. a big believer in universe and positivity talk. So it was, it was nearly like lifting that everyday weight talking like that. Um, so then cut to a conversation myself and Neve were having one day when we were up in, up in their house for dinner and it was literally, we had gotten fairy doors a couple of years beforehand, it weren't really fairy doors, they kind of like little doors we decided they'd be fairy doors at home in our own homes and we were chatting about it and we were saying what was your fairy doing and she was giving me what her fairy was doing. I said, so our mine you made these fairy doors yourself? No, we bought them. Okay. But they were like little doors and we just had brought them back and decided we were in New York at the time, we decided we were gonna come back. This is way before the recession, obviously. Um, we we're gonna come back and they were gonna live because we had children of similar age. Right. So it was just a bit of it was a bit make believe.
1: And fun. for those young children, you know, before sort of they, you know, before they grow up, uh, yeah. you know, the fairy door is so magical for them. Oh,
0: it's lovely. And we yeah. just love the idea of our children growing up and coming back to see us and thinking, Oh do you remember so and so lived in there, you know, that's that's what it was. What was your fairy called? Ours was Tilly, would you believe it? <laughs> Yeah, 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 Tilly. And she was uh, she was a great addition to the family. But literally, myself and Eva were chatting about this. And it was the two men that finally, I suppose, tuned into the conversation and thought, girls, we could make a business out of this. Now, we <laughs> laughed about it at the time. We were like, sure yeah. we can. Um, but in fairness, Gavin had a website building business that was literally two weeks away from winding down. Okay. So like, you know, computers are going out in a week kind of thing, you know, yeah. going back. Um, and he, within a week, had just built a website with his team for this fairy door business. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was working in the HC at the time um, in adult mental health. Okay. So I suppose if my job fell to like imagine the world of fairy doors or the look of the box and stuff like that or how would it look, you know? So for me, in my everyday pursuit, this was an absolute...
1: Wow! So you came home from work one day, and he's showing you the the, the wireframe, which is the, the 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 landing page, really, of a website. And Absolutely. you're saying, "Hang on a minute, that looks good." I'm oh, saying, oh, "I'm <laughs> saying,
0: oh, this is lovely talk, isn't it? was Never going to be a business." So I'm just still sitting saying and this. dreaming it, of course, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I had spent maybe five or six years, i say, just writing novels. I love to write novels, so I'd write a novel in six weeks, no problem. Amazing. So I suppose he knew. What I enjoyed to do, yes, he knew I had the potential maybe to explode the idea in that way, and then Neve and Oshin, don't get me wrong, brought absolute pillars of business themselves. Yeah, Um, Oshin was financial, and Neve was just this amazing orator, an amazing person at bringing the energy behind the brand. So we had all that, right? Um, So I'd say we decided, obviously between us, that we'd no money.
1: Yeah, more of a realization than you know, a decision.
0: You know, business. okay, we've got great business. So yeah. when I finally got around to that idea, okay, we were actually going to do this, it was actually Neve's mum who had given up smoking, gosh, maybe six, seven years before that. Right. And rather than buying cigarettes, she put the cash into a Kit Kat in.
1: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: this was under her sink, I think. And it was she was saving for a new bathroom. Um, but Neve and Ushine's recession was harder than ours. Um okay. so they were literally facing the whole idea of let's go to the UK and um I can't remember what it was called, but anyway, it was yeah. some sort of an, a way. A lot out of people left were leaving yes. the country at that time. You know what I yeah. was talking about? Yes. So I suppose she was sitting, telling her mum about this idea that we'd had, and as any mother would would do, she, she said, reaches under the sink and she pulls says, out the
1: Kit Kat tin. Please
0: don't go to the UK. Here's a Kit Kat tin, and I think oh, there was about nine grand in it, maybe maybe nine grand. And amazing. A day later, she met Gavin in the Tesco car park
1: Dock, <laughs> and handed <laughs> over the Kit Kat tin. Oh, I love and it. And the rest is history. Like that's that's amazing. literally how it started. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. So all of a sudden now you have a backer. <laughs> exactly. You have funding yes, uh, from whichever way it came. What did you do with the 9,000? So
0: we we were lucky enough to have the design sorted because that can be an expensive an expensive outlet, you know. So we had the design sorted. We had this bones of a website up. So we put our money into design, getting like actual POS units. Like, okay, um, explain
1: to the listeners what that is.
0: So like point of sale units. So when you go in to buy, I do know, vitamins, there might be a really heavy duty cardboard stand with a number of shelves on it. That yeah, makes it look pretty. That's right. yeah. We needed that. Yeah. And we needed a certain amount of
1: packaging and we needed a certain amount of doors. Um and can you d- explain to anyone that might, may, I mean, you would have need to be on mass to not know what they are, but for anyone that hasn't seen one, can you describe them? So they're
0: little wooden doors, some are arched and some are round. Yeah. and um, they come in about five different colours. Uh yeah. they're blinged, is what we used to call them. So they might have a little flower or an embellishment on them. They obviously have a door handle. Um, and then every every box came with a key in a jar. And when you've put your your door in situ that night, obviously you leave the key out because Fairy has to arrive from Fairy Valley. Oh. So, the next morning when you get up, obviously the key is gone. Fairy's moved in. Okay, yeah. And you also got a little notepad and you got a welcome guide, which is kind of like a little storybook of how a fairy moved into a home. Yes. And it was for people that I suppose didn't know the concept from hearing yes. about it. Could yeah. Obviously, follow yeah. how to how to install it. And that's what it was. We didn't understand what it would mean to people. Yeah. So we didn't understand that. Parents would start to, you know, write back to their kids. There was all this memory collection that was going on, kids that were sick. It just it just became so important to so many avenues of people that we did not foresee.
1: I think as well with the timing, you know, in every recession or every sort of dip, we need hope. And so, you know, it was just a little glimmer of magic and hope for adults because adults buying them, you know. So you're, you're giving 100%. that magic because actually life was pretty bad right back then.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We were two couples with young children Lost her jobs, even though she went on to lose her home. Okay. First year in business. So I think you're right. I think yeah. there was an awful lot of people thought, oh my God, that could be me and,
1: you know, great. Isn't and am great? I right thinking you started in a farmer's market?
0: Oh, 100%. We started in um, Marley Park. Okay, so Marley Park uh, so, Sorry, that's, that's how it was in the People's Park in Dun bigger park you've got a
1: table with the doors on it. We have a table and with the doors on it. And what are people saying when they're coming up to it?
0: This is actually funny because we the, the tents for a market aren't cheap. yeah, um, They they cost, gosh, maybe about 500 euros. So out of our nine thousand, three euro budget whatever it was, <laughs> we decided we'd buy this tent yeah. because we had to, you know, we had to look apart. Yeah. And that's exactly where we started was on markets. So Gavin and Usheen went out the first day to do the market and of course I brought the kids out because yeah. I couldn't afford to do anything else so yeah. I went out to see them. But when I was walking up to the market, Gavin and Usheen, they both had an arm Like as if they were resting, holding the top of the tent. You know, like the bar of the tent? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like this real cool pose, you know? And I remember (laughs) going up to him, he also had a fairy door in one hand as as he was kind of taking people's money as well with this one hand. And I was like, just let go of the tent. (laughs) Let go of the tent. And you know, He's like, yeah, no, we can't because we couldn't afford the weights. <laughs> 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 they were holding the tent Because of course, it
1: w- a gust of wind, it would have gone. Exactly. That's it. Oh, they were actually the tent down. They just trying to look cool. So listen, they, are, they were the great times. They were the, the brilliant... And I remember a story you told me, which was a lady came up to you at the market and said, uh, well, I think it was 20 euros, was it? the For the yes. for the fairy dolls. 20 euros for that bit of wood. You yes. must be mad.
0: Yes, we knew her. Amazing. Like we know her, like, I yeah. personally know her. And some people... Some people will absolutely will you to succeed, and yes. other people I don't know what they're fighting inside. And we'll talk about this, mm. you know. We'll we we'll, we'll meet Susan and all that. But whatever she was fighting, her whatever she she felt that time, her, her reaction to us was twenty euro for this. Are yeah. you mad? And it was actually to me, and I don't sell. I've the record for the <laughs> yes. least because I You're really struggle, but yeah. I struggle with yeah. that idea. So my my would more I give it to you. There you go, because um, I struggle to to get across to
1: you the value. Right. because I self-doubt Right. I mean it's not a piece of wood in a box it's the magic of what it represents but at the same time it. also she couldn't see that and that's sad because she, she needed couldn't. more magic in well, her maybe life maybe
0: she needs the money 20 euros 20 euros a lot to us like yeah
1: know? absolutely we decided in
0: very early on we do a bit of give back because the families had struggled so one of the things that we did was uh, we went out to Superquin or Dawn's or whatever yeah. and we paid for People's Weekly Shop and I loved this because Were you just doing it randomly? Randomly. Right. Oh, that's and we'd ask. Amazing. And we give them a fairy door as well. I and mean, don't don't get me wrong, we'd get a picture and we'd yeah, you know, tell no, everyone how course. lovely we are. But of it's course. gorgeous. And how did you pick? <laughs> so for about two year for about a year before fairy Door started, or we we started to take a wage out of it, uh, we would have a hundred euro budget for the four of us okay. for a week. Right. And I would play this game with the kids on my phone where the calculator was out and they'd have to cal- you know, put the prices in until we got to 100. Yeah. So I knew if I went to 101, I couldn't afford something yeah. in that trolley. Yeah. So I really, you know, you look at price, you're looking for the value. Yep. So walking around Dunn's, you'd be surprised how easy you can pick out someone doing something very similar. Yeah. So I used to love this. I'd be, I'd take so long and I'd walk the aisles and then I'd just spot her. And I'd be like, that's it. Wow. Because she's debating which cookies
1: to buy. And when you approach people to say we'd like to pay for your shopping, what was their yeah. response? Disbelief. Yeah,
0: you know, like people are like, and that, were they were embarrassed. But why? <laughs> um, what? Well, and I, I, never found that. You yeah. I was very quiet about it. I didn't. You know, yeah. I wasn't at the counter. I'm like, oh my god, we're paying for shopping. I did yeah. it. I would do it in the aisle. And I'd say to her, like you know, if I didn't feel she had it, because I am very good at calculating a hundred euro on a trolley, I'd say if I if she didn't have enough, I'd say no, you know I've a hundred euro to spend, so don't be you know do something you want or maybe a bottle of wine or it's something. Such
1: like. a gorgeous thing to do.
0: But we all did it. It was yeah. lovely. It wasn't just me. It's just I found I obviously just really enjoyed doing that because I know I what knew it feels
1: like to not have enough for your shopping. Absolutely. Just, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Just not have enough and think, oh my god! And every time you'd even go to pay, you kind of. Holding your breath, even though you've checked five times, Karen is it there? Yeah, you're just holding your breath to make yeah. sure it goes through. You know, so I really enjoy that. So disbelief, I suppose, was the main thing. And then when you convince them, like you know, we're quite honest about, it. like, I want to give you a fairy, or I want to, if you're, I'd like to take your picture. If someone said no to it,
1: that didn't break the deal of for course. us.
0: Yeah, okay, but. um it was nice, and we really—Jesus, we loved well, it's doing it. What is direct
1: action, which I love? It's really, and it's also paying forward kindness, which is really important.
0: It was nice. It was. It was. It wasn't even a conscious thing, I suppose. So much of the time, it was like we'd all seen such a shit show. Yeah. That it was just nice to say to someone, Do you know what? You might only have the eighty euro, but now you have that and this. Yeah. And they was
1: go home with a spring in their step and a 100%. little door. And, and people made us. Well, you were putting magic back into their lives yeah, in a number but, but of different ways. Yeah, but they made ways. us. We wouldn't yeah. have sold
0: a fairy door where it not for the Irish public. So, yeah. it was nice. We enjoyed that.
1: So, that's the early days. Yeah. That's the romantic part. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we scoot forward a little yeah. bit then to how on earth do you go from a farmer's market mm-hmm. to 15 million? Like, talk us through that trajectory and how long did that take?
0: Uh, we realistically started in 2013, and what I've just told you, 15 million was 2018. That's five years. It's a really short time.
1: Yeah, it's a very short time. It's a,
0: su- a super short time. Um, what happened? We had a bit of luck. Yeah. We absolutely, at the right time in the world, and especially in Ireland, had something that allowed people a little bit of escapism. Yeah. Um, it appealed, as I said, to demographics we didn't even understand. We, you know, we, we, we wanted a very light-hearted, and and suddenly we'd have hospitals wanting it, you know, and yeah. it just became a really important thing to people at that time, and that transpired across the ocean. Where were you selling at that point in those early days? So the early days was only in Ireland, yeah, farmers' markets, and then we'd get a few accounts. We are were blessed with Gavin Lauder. I know, I know, I married him, and I'm going to give you the best version of him, but you have not, you've never seen anything like this man in action. He was driven yeah it's like he knew well, when you have
1: nothing you have nothing to lose absolutely and you, you have everything to gain and absolutely. it is this is what I love about entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial mindset because you, it is alchemy it's taking an idea and mm-hmm. it's making gold out of mm-hmm. something that you dreamed up in your head mm-hmm. and you guys are the living proof of where you can go with that mm-hmm. you know and it's just phenomenal so for all of those listeners sitting there going I've got an idea you know I mean, what, what would your advice be to them like kind of how do they how do they okay maybe a farmer's market but then do they need somebody in sales to drive it forward? How did you get the contacts that you needed to get into shops? So yeah, how do I say it? I don't
0: want to put people off. Gavin, Gavin has this ability, but always did. He he always performed a sales function in every business he did up to right. that point. He had this ability to knock on every door to find the right door. Right. He he was undeterred. In fact, if he knew he had to find you. He will find out where you had coffee that morning and he will be having coffee that morning. (laughs) Amazing. He
1: he is... He's the man who dares and wins. He he just is, you
0: know, and when he believes, he truly believes and I I certainly, because I struggle with the whole self-belief, I never saw it. I never, ever saw where it got to, but he always did. He always did.
1: So he's so, getting you in shops and he's going there and he's 110% promoting and he's you 24 calling. hours a day. Cold calling people. He is cold calling. Going through LinkedIn or? No, this is okay. the time
0: where you literally called. He called into the garden centre. He's called into the shops.
1: Okay, so he's doing the footwork and he's, he's doing going the to footwork. every single toy shop and exactly. saying, do you like this? Do you want this?
0: And then his okay. mind just explodes and he starts realising, oh my God, you do you know there's shows in the NEC and it's on at this time of the year? And, you know, we really need to, a distributor in the UK, this is his best, his yes, his revelation one day. And I'm looking at him going, Oh, mother of God, mother of God. <laughs> I was pregnant at the time as well. Yeah. When I, was heard, I was like, Oh, but here there we are, go.
1: there is a very big toy show, and and so obviously you need That's to a, go there, yeah. There's also a show for
0: everything, yeah. It's just we, like, it's like I, my mind just not like expand so the way So at the shows, it. it's
1: buyers from different um, organisations coming in to look to see if they want to stock you. So that's the job of a salesperson, standing at that show. If you have a stand. If you have a stand. Well, we couldn't yeah. afford a stand. So how much would a stand have been at the NEC? Would you Oh gosh,
0: it? it depends. Oh yeah, well, we were only there recently. It could be anything to £10,000. Okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah, so you're not more. yet at
1: that stage, but you're you're accumulating your, nope. your funds. Gavin okay. Lawler decides
0: to get on a flight, <laughs> go to the UK with a number of ferry doors in his backpack,
1: Yeah, walk
0: the show and find a UK distributor.
1: Okay, this so he bit, took it to them. This was his yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was going to walk the show and that's what he did.
1: Amazing. And that's
0: what he did. And he created these incredible relationships. And actually, he's a lovely one to go to the NEC with because everybody knows, everybody knows him. Yeah. Um, he's built this lovely trust for people, you know. So um, he found this distributor who obviously then exploded us onto the UK. Um, and then the States started paying attention because it's quite small yet and huge And who's industry. making
1: your doughs at this point?
0: So we started off with people we knew, yeah. carpenters we knew, and um, then we employed a team in-house. Okay. And that was probably my favourite days. So we had a team in-house of guys that were house. And when you say in-house, like
1: what's, what building are you in at this point? So at this stage now, we've moved to Robin Hood.
0: Okay. And we have an office and we've a workshop and it just workshop. kept taking okay. more off the outdoors. You know, I'll take a bit more and I'll take a bit yeah. more, you know, that yeah. kind of way. Yeah. It was just such a beautiful time. Before that, we were in a little side annex on Gavin's mom's house. Okay.
1: That's actually very a good, much Gavin's a website business. business. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Gavin's website business had previously been the owner, you know, that kind of way. Um, and now we're in an office and he... he he, he was just unstoppable as to what he
1: felt he could reach. And with the contracts coming in, were yeah. you struggling to fill them? Because often, very often it's a production issue that you get a big contract and you're like, oh my God, they want $5,000. How on earth are we going to make that?
0: Exactly. And you know what? We struggle more with cost. Okay. So someone would say, we want $5,000. We'd be like, that's grand. And we could probably reach the timelines and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But it was the cost.
1: So they're squeezing your margins. They want exactly. it for less because they want to make the profit. Of exactly. Course.
0: And we're still making Ireland with these beautiful people that we had employed. Friends, right. normally who'd lost their jobs in recession. Okay. All yeah. employed. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so it starts to become unfeasible then at larger exactly. scales because you need to then move to a, a, a much bigger production agent that's going to bring down the cost for you. Absolutely. So, how far in were you time-wise before you had to do that?
0: We we were late to that game. Yeah, we were okay. late to that game, and I, and it's probably one of the biggest learnings I've had. is That what the way I describe it is, if you want a lifestyle business, yeah, that you know you're going to love into life and you're going to you're going to live it for the rest of your life, and it's going to pay you nicely and all that sort of stuff. That's a beautiful idea, and that's exactly where you should remain. Yes, but if you want that dominant. Big big win business you have to go, unfortunately, and source outside of Ireland. Our our costs are too high. Yes. So we, I'd say two and a half years in before we came to that conclusion. Okay. And dirty words like FOB were being thrown around (laughs) and we're going and going, Oh my God, this does not marry with our champion. Yeah. Our champion of the people, you know. So it was a struggle for us. I think all four of us struggled there. Because we I think knew. scaling
1: always is, because I, I, you have to, some you know, in some point you have to make decisions that are very difficult, which y- exactly. is we need to take our production away from the people that we know and love to to a place where our margins are going to be better for us to survive.
0: Exactly. Otherwise you
1: otherwise you you peter out as a company. Absolutely. You, you can't compete or someone else comes in the market and takes your share.
0: A hundred percent. There was one Christmas um, I would have been late in our development. I so would say maybe, 20, I guess 2017, could have been 2016. We had 200 copycats. Oh my goodness! So we had a solicitor who did like a
1: recce, <laughs> yeah, of copycats and what did in the you market. Have at that time,
0: you cannot. It's like trying to trademark Santa Claus. You cannot tra- <laughs> trademark something that you can't prove does those does or doesn't exist. Okay. Um, so we had our name. We had our, you know, we had our our words, yeah. all that sort of stuff, and we okay. could send two hundred cease and desist. But sometimes it was grandad's making them for their grandkids. Oh god! You know, and neighbours. Yeah. You're not going to like, no, you know, of course, yeah. Um, but. At that time, we saw some serious players jump up. Yeah, I'll give well, you an example. There was a, and I'm going to get the wrong company because I can't remember, Gavin, will tell you better, but there was a company in America that Gavin and Oshin had met that asked for samples really seriously oh, now. And, and our first order will them. be a million pieces, you know, this kind no. of stuff. yeah. And this was at a show in Nuremberg, I think. Okay. And about six weeks later, Gavin was at the Toy Fair in New York and met the same company who were now oh, gee, with their own God.
1: range of fairy doors. And I hope that was a very quick cease and desist, was it? Well, what? What can you with what can you do because it's in the states? Yeah, what yeah. can you do? Well, also in the fairness, you'd brought the doors in the states in the first place. You know, oh, like kind of that stimulated the idea for you guys. So that is unfortunately the the open market. Exactly. Yeah, it's it. And who? These were a massive
0: chain. I Can't think of this is a massive chain now. So who are we to go up against the might of them? It was kind of like, oh my god. Lesson learned. A bit like when Supermax is <laughs> enough against McDonald's.
1: Well, they would. <laughs> they <laughs> they did, would he,
0: He'd go pocket, it, I suppose, fight that, but um, it was kind of like, okay, lesson learned. Don't blindly, yes.
1: don't blindly
0: physically send something. Mm. Okay. Oh, go see them and hold it in your hand
1: and leave with it. Why, why, wouldn't the they just, why wouldn't they just buy one for themselves, though? Why would they do that so underhand? It's so, it seems very strange to me. I
0: don't know if it's underhand or like if you went to a trade show, it's gotten worse in the years now, as in it's less, you get less, right? Because we used to have a laugh going over for the day and see how much we can get out people. Like funny now, I mean, like little, yeah. you know, the little teddies and stuff to bring home to the kids. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten less The, you know, the, so the free I don't, gifts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, I noticed at the last NEC I was at with Gavin, three times, three different people approached us from. I'm going to describe them like as the Tom Selleck of the (laughs) trademark world and Magnum P.I. And that's kind of what they're saying, you know, if you get ripped off. Yeah. So it's a whole industry after coming up. So obviously it's
1: prevalent. Obviously, yeah. yeah,
0: And you're not going to protect yourself all the time. Yeah. But there is methods and ways you can. Yeah. I suppose that's what we've learned, you know.
1: I remember a wonderful story that you told me about a company wanting to animate the fairy door company. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah. So that was this was the culmination for me of everything I put into the company. And I really struggled to start very early. I didn't understand what my role was. Right. Everyone else seemed so busy and he was so busy with media, you know, and Gavin was so busy with sales and of course, was went finance. And I seemed to have
1: very little to do. Right. But you were, you were doing the creative side. You were was, writing the copy and, and the
0: books. The products were my problem as well. Like what yeah. was next in the product. But it's, um, I struggle to say this because I don't, I obviously struggle with my own thought process, but that was nearly easy.
1: Okay. Well, but just because it comes naturally to you, you didn't feel that that was necessarily your creative skill. Exactly. but Other people can't do what you do. But
0: this, and I just thought, I, you know, why, why am I, my, my days not fuller? Should okay. I be doing more? Was my attitude, you know. So in 2017, um, Gavin moved to the states to maximise that opportunity yes. and to see how many places we could get placed and all that lovely stuff. So that left me at home with three kids, um, and I got an email in the January, so he'd only gone a couple of days, I got an email through in the January through um, Customer Service, which was my little sister at the time, <laughs> and it was a guy saying that he'd seen one of our fairy doors, one of our fairy trails, and he is a script writer, yeah. and he thinks we could work together on a pilot or a project for a animation series.
1: Yes. Like, oh my God. How exciting.
0: How exciting. <laughs> and nobody else was really like buying into it at the time. I think they actually felt, let her just... Let her do it because you know she won't be cribbing <laughs> on about having no boyfriend. <laughs> so um I met him, and his name was Richie Conroy, and his dad's Don Conroy.
1: Okay, yeah. So
0: I remember Don when I was a kid, anyway. And I said to him, Okay, I'm really raw, like I know very little about screenwriting or yeah. screen, you know, or our pitch Bible, like all this language he used, you know. And he literally said, Uh, eh, but well, I'll work with Jonathan. Yeah. So we worked together. Like when I look back at it the generosity of his time was ridiculous he's a he's an award-winning author yes. like he yes. he's, he's written movies right you know, I would say he's taught himself this one is bats but anyway <laughs> um he was he never made me feel like that yeah and I think that's rare in people yeah he never made me feel like I was uneducated yeah so I remember sitting down I'm in his office the first day and he said um so this is what a pitch looks like or a Bible and he gave yeah. me all these headings and I just Completely felt so inferior. I was like, "Can I just have a week to work on that?" So I went yeah. back and I did my work and I filled in all these blanks and this is what I'd say and this is what it looked like. And, da, 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 da. and I sent it back to him. And I'd say it was two days, nothing, silence. Okay. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm after making an absolute show of myself." Obviously, he thinks this is crap, you know. <laughs> and he came out. to see, We met somewhere. I can't remember where, but we met anyway. And he just looked at me and he goes, "You have an incredible talent." Amazing. And I was like. You know, obviously I was like, Oh God, like thanks so much. But he's a lovely guy anyway. So he, yeah. you could get wrapped up in his warmth anyway, you know, that yes, sort of yeah, way Yeah. Um But what what he and I did was we managed to put together a really attractive story pitch. Yeah. Um he had he was like Gavin in the animation world and he had right. all these contacts. Right. So he started to float them. Um and a company called DHX Media picked up on it and said, Oh gosh, I'd like to we'd like to talk more to you about this. And they invited us out to Cannes.
1: Like who are we? Like who are we? We all want an invite to Cannes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know. Right. So even at that stage, I think there was a bit of like I don't know if it'll happen or not, but it was a good news story.
1: Yeah, of course. So we went out to Cannes, and at the time, and also now you're busy.
0: Oh, so well, I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm busy. And there's times I sat in my desk and I'd be looking at the window, and there's a a guy I know that laughs because every time I walked in, I was looking at the window, and I'm kind of sitting there going, "This is all going to end." Yeah. This is too good to be true. So I spent a lot of that, you know, and maybe I'm self-fulfilling or something, but I did I did a bit of that. Anyway, so we went to Cannes, we had a meeting. All I heard in the meeting was, uh, yeah, no, we're not gonna take it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and we walked away from the meeting, and Gavin and Richie are delighted with life, you know, and it's all gone. It was actually like I have to describe this to you. It was this hotel on the seafront in Cannes, and yeah. it was like a scene at Wolf of Wall Street. It was air-kissing, and people were like super <laughs> animated and you know, like, everyone's oh, my God, tan, waving. Everyone's
1: beautiful. It's just, yeah. yeah, I
0: was like, oh, my God, I'm so out of place here. Anyway, <laughs> um, but we we had that meeting and Gavin was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? He said, that's this is what I heard. Anyway, we didn't hear anything for months. Okay. Which, which made me feel, okay, well, I was right. And then all of a sudden we got the call to basically say, no, we want to do this. Can you come over to London? Incredible. Can you come over to London and meet, gosh, I can't remember, two or three people that are just, I don't know royalty in the world that they live in yes you know and I thought um it wasn't the the invite was extended to myself and uh Oshin was going at the time and someone the other guy that was involved in the business so I was going on my own so this okay. is the story that we we had and um so I'm I'm going to I've never gone anywhere on my own on an airport ever okay. Ever, okay. ever 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 so I'm in the airport and I'm getting my coffee at the coffee stand you know and I can hear her and she's talking to me and she's like God, you're, there's, you know, you've been 30 seconds over here before they figure you out, you know, this kind of way. Who is she? So a long time ago, like I, maybe it's because of my background mentally, I'm not too sure where it, where my clarity of it became because, because uh, I remember, I remember sitting at a thing that Dr. Anita Sands was at. Was yes. Spitting differences as we are here today. And she said, she talked about her roommate moving in and when did they move in and the, the voice, basically that voice in your head. Yeah. Um, that when you get quiet, you can hear. Yeah, um, and she talked about this and I remember just thinking going, oh my god that's exactly who it is that's exactly who it is so for me rather than calling my roommate I gave her a name Okay, so she became Susan um, but then I don't mean to offend any Susan I don't know any Susan so no, I have okay. a problem with it. I just
1: feel sorry for people called Karen at the moment particularly <laughs> yeah. <it's> that <laughs> there's a lot of names <laughs> nothing personal out. to any Susan so no. you you gave a name to your imposter syndrome voice 100% right. and for me
0: in a way it, it validated what I heard and what I felt at times because right. now it was it's Now something. does
1: Susan come out more when you're on your own?
0: Oh yeah like so I'm walking up here to yeah. you, fifth floor and she's literally like oh
1: my god Who I'm do you think you are going on radio? For yeah, okay. Mortified for you, you know, okay. that's the voice you know, we we all have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm from now on. Mine's going to be called Susan as well. And <laughs> <laughs> We all sure. have it, and it's that little voice inside of us that is our own worst enemy. That yes. says to us, "Look, at you you think you're so fantastic, but you're actually nothing." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're you're now. You've got your coffee. Yeah. You're getting on Ryanair or the glamour. Ryan
0: all the glamour. <laughs> and getting on Ryanair. You're flying
1: to London to meet the heads of these animation studios. I yes. mean, that kind of that you've just been in Cannes. Yes. And Susan's kicking in, and she's saying to you, "Who do you think you are?"
0: Absolutely. And she is having a field day. and she her. Oh, the cheek of her. And I'm sitting there and I'm nervous and I'm like, God, the flight and all that. And she's kind of saying, never mind about the flight. Might yeah. you get into the office. Yeah. You're screwed. So that's, I've always battled with that. That's yeah. That
1: would always. Everyone has yeah. that. Yeah. Everyone, I think they male do. and female. Everyone has that imposter syndrome voice. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And it's about tuning your dial to hear. Yes. You know, so
1: I've accepted that. And giving her airtime.
0: And giving her air time. And in a funny way, in a funny way, she can also serve you so well. Yes. So what I've learned about Susan with the fairy door experience, because it didn't end so great for me, um, was that she was also that voice going, oh no,
1: no, no, that's not right. Okay. Nope. nope, 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 that's not right. So it, a lot of people would say that could kind have of a gut reaction, you know, when yes. your gut is telling you something's not right. Yes. So Susan's also a barometer for you. She's telling you when something doesn't feel right, but she's also putting you down when something is good and not allowing you to enjoy it. A
0: hundred percent. And I've learned that yeah. about her. I really so have. Interesting. And you know that person, or that sorry, not that person, that voice that when you've had a bad day is like, I just have the galaxy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And Just then after the galaxy, oh, we should add three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. This is it. So yeah, she yeah. has
0: become all encompassing for me, I suppose, in that way. Um, but sorry to go back to London. So we're sitting on this. So I was telling you, I told you this before. So she was really loud, you know, she's exceptionally loud. And I'm trying to get my breathing under control. I've never suffered with anxiety in a prolonged state, but I've had very serious bouts yeah. of it. Anyway, so I'm sitting there in the plane and there was no one beside me, thank God. And I don't think there was anyone, I think I might have been on my own in my particular three seats anyway and they're coming down the aisles and they're packing, like, make sure your lip seat belt's on and she was so loud, you know, she was just so loud, like get off play plane now, you want to get off play plane now because, you know, you get there, you're absolutely found out and um, I remember just putting my hand to my, to my, to my um, forehead and just going, shut up, Susan. <laughs> it was the right like time. out loud, <laughs> out loud. Was right. It was the right time. It a lady was like going by and she's like, "Excuse me, madam." I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> nothing." Hopefully,
1: she wasn't called Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: say they're pressing the panic button. Well, B is like a complete nut job, but uh, <laughs> um, like I, I will always manage to put one foot in front of the other when she's loud. Yeah, but she makes it really hard. Yeah, she makes it really hard for me. Like you know, so. And she was also, in hindsight, she was the voice when I would sit swinging and looking out the window going, yeah. You're not really doing much here. This isn't my yeah. last, babes. Yeah. This isn't and is, last. Is, it, is
1: it that you didn't feel, I mean, you know, you went to stratospheric heights and, and, and in a minute, we, you know, after the break, we'll hear about what happened afterwards, but you went to stratospheric heights, certainly financially and in, in the amount that you learned about business in that way. I mean, not to 15 million is absolutely phenomenal in five years. But is it that a part of you felt or Susan felt that you didn't deserve that?
0: Oh, absolutely! And okay. when you're running your own business, you'll know you get paid last. Right. Everything else gets paid before you. We 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 enjoyed a good salary, right?
1: Um, and a few. But perks. you're not taking home, you know, five million. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, no. You're taking it's, home a base salary, money. exactly. I, yeah.
0: That was never sitting in my bank account. Right? I sound like Father Ted or the rest of my bank. Account. It never, it never for me anyway materialized like that. But I was okay with. it. I genuinely loved what I did. Yeah, who I was doing it with. The opportunities coming to me, I spent years writing books, these opportunities now are actually real. Yes. People are validating. And people, me. Are,
1: people are getting so much from what you've created. And and most creatives struggle with the business side of things because oh, they, they feel that that's incongruous to actually the creative process, perhaps. Oh, which 100%. is why people feel it maybe selling out a little bit or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, when you're sitting at your desk and you're staring out of the window, you know, you're talking about daydreaming. Actually, people really undervalue that process because there's still your mind is still going and you're creating. When we're on our phones the whole time and we fill all of our time with things, we don't have any space for creating creativity that creativity comes out of boredom and i'm always saying to my daughter much to her despair you know she's like i'm bored i'm like good (laughs) (laughs) because now you could be creative with what you do decide to do with your time absolutely you know and we're kind of losing that a little bit because we're so sort of focused on on sort of phone and data and you know information and and communication and all of that stuff so you know true creatives do need to daydream
0: Oh, 100 percent And I, yeah. I would I would have what I'd call like a thread of a thought. Yeah. And if I if I don't actually sit down and in my mind I'm actually following I'm following the thread, yeah, you know, to course. see what's at the other end at the other end. But if you were looking at me, I'm sure I <laughs> like I was just vacant, you know. So I did a lot of that. But I, I all I did worry I did worry it was nearly too good. What to be happened true.
1: when you got off the plane? Where did Susan go?
0: We walked, oh know, she was there in the whole in full time? volume. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. She would get quiet when they talked to me and she'd kind of go. She need to hold her breath, you know, and I answer. Okay. And they were, they genuinely were really keen to speak with me. They were like, you know, you know, we are talking to people, and they're they're nearly You've looking at you. something they want. But,
1: yeah, you know, you, oh, they want, exactly. they want to make this animation with you.
0: Exactly. Like I, re- I remember saying to myself, "My God, you're in this prayer in London, and these people are it's such a pinch me moment." Exactly, and and yet, she can find a way of saying to you, "God damn her!" Yeah, it's not, it's not really real. Yeah. You know, so I've always had that struggle. I've learned that about myself. Did the I, I animation get made? The animation got made. Oh, it was after my time, unfortunately. Yeah. So I didn't get to see the full experience through, but uh, it did get made and it was on YouTube and did well, very well by the company. So I was delighted. Well, yeah.
1: we're going to take a little break and after the break, we're going to come back to Efa, and uh, we're then going to find out what happened And she says, after my time, obviously, it wasn't necessarily a happy ending. Everything's fine on 93.9, Dublin South FM. At Capital Credit Union, we put our members first.
0: Our new member service team is available from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Monday to Friday, and 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays, online or by phone, along with our normal branch hours. So, whether you want to apply for a loan, register for our online banking or avail of our insurance options, you can get in touch with us today at 299 0400 or by emailing us at info at capitalcu.ie. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, if you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating. Capital Credit Union is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
1: Hey, Keith McLaughlin here Why not tune in for Sunday Night with Keith Featuring new
0: music from classic acts New local music Our featured interview with singer-songwriters And some classic tracks from the past That's Sunday Night with Keith Every Sunday night at
1: 8 o'clock only On Dublin South FM Oh, will you look at them go I wish I had their energy Ah, they're good for the soul though, aren't they? I can't imagine life without Lucky. (laughs) But he might outlive me yet. (laughs) Oh, well, take my advice and sign up for a Dog's Trust canine care card. It's
0: completely free and it's given me such peace of mind since I did. What's that? Well, it's simple, really. It means if you pass away before Lucky, Dog's Trust will
1: take him in and give him the care and love he needs until they match him with the perfect forever home. That sounds terrific. How much did you say it costs? It doesn't cost a cent. Great. How do I sign up? Just text CARE to 50100 and they'll call you with more information. Or you can go to dogstrust.ie. Well, that's wonderful advice. I'll do that right away. Here, <coughs> <You're> Lucky. <coughs> Good boy.
0: Your community radio for South
1: Dublin. Oh! Dublin South FM.
0: Sponsored by the UCD Innovation Academy.
1: You're listening to An Entrepreneur Like You with Dr. Lolly Mancy. Welcome back. So the last thing we talked about was you were with the animation company. Yep. Then what happened?
0: Let's fast forward it all because, I mean, I was asked recently, like, what happened? And I was like, I just think we got too successful. I just think... Too
1: successful too quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: It attracted all the right attention and all the wrong attention, you know, and hindsight's brilliant, but no good to me. Sorry. Um, So... I I just think I think the fairy door became such such a big entity yes that people wanted to be involved and we needed them at times don't get me wrong but that's what happened it it it's, it's
1: no longer your baby when it gets to that size, and 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 other people come in because they want a piece of the pie, and all of sure. a sudden, and I, you know, sometimes we call these the, the sort of the champagne problems of when something is so successful so quickly, it brings all its own problems, and you're also in uncharted territories because you've never set up a company before. So Absolutely. people are coming to you, and they are like wolves, <laughs> wolves at the door, <laughs> and they are coming yeah. in sheep's clothes. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So
0: we, we learned that. Badly, I would say I learned that. Yeah, um, but to to not get involved in the he said she said I did she did of course no, because no I am I can tell yeah. you now some of my biggest regrets are how I acted or didn't
1: didn't act I yeah. didn't move or say or do um, and anyway. was the, what was the biggest lesson that you learned at that time? I mean you're riding so high at that yeah. moment and then it all came crashing.
0: It all came crashing down. My my. My biggest, my biggest learning, I suppose, would be with me myself is that Susan, right, genuinely, she she saw it way did She right. warned me lots of times, and I didn't listen. College
1: your gut? Well, how it, can you instinct. trust her when she's also? Well, this is it. She's, you know, she's she's also the. Wagon. <laughs> she's proved herself to not be exactly. the most trustworthy voice in your well, head. This is exactly right. So that's the yeah.
0: two faces she wears. You know, okay. but um, I suppose my gut, my gut instincts. Um, and don't walk away from a situation having not said something or done something. I did that a lot. Okay, and that can leave implications for how you are perceived. I don't like that. Right. I shouldn't have done that. I, I have a lot to. Bl- I have a lot to blame in the situation. Um, but it came to a head, unfortunately, um, resulting in myself and Gavin being made redundant. Okay. Uh, and my dad and my two sisters, um, and that happened. And I listened enough to Oprah to tell you that it happened. I can't change it. It, it's it just very, happened. Very, very tough. It's very tough. So we talked about fifteen million. I left the company with five and a half grand. So like, let's put it into perspective, right? So I bought myself a car because I had to give back my keys, my laptop, my phone, everything, you know, so it, was, it, oh it became God. very clinical. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I
0: struggled with this. My mental health absolutely struggled with this. Well, your
1: identity and and your your the idea of when you created it in the recession, you know, the promise of the future, looking after your family, all of that is now gone.
0: Gone. We've no income overnight. We yeah, had no income overnight, and I remember just sitting there after leaving the hay the number of years beforehand. You know, going, oh my god,
1: I'm going to have to go back. Yeah,
0: I have to go back and look at prices on shelves. And yeah, I where are you now? That pay person for that. in the like, supermarket. we are going to pay for it? You know, and that was hard for me. Right, and and and. Yeah. It is what it is and it happened. It got so bad for me that I remember eating dinner one evening uh, not long after it happened and I had food in my mouth and I forgot how to swallow like I, I, actually my brain couldn't follow how to I understand
1: 100%. It's you, you're to in, you're in grief, you're in trauma. Full PTSD. Yeah.
0: Full PTSD. And yeah. I had to go to I had to go to a counselor who sat there one day after listening to God listening to me for hours and hours and she said, "You know you're grieving." Yes. And once she said that, it made sense. It made sense because yeah. I thought yeah, she said she said to me, Someone may as well have been mowed down on the M fifty, belonging yeah, to you. Yeah. And that's exactly
1: well, we talk about our businesses as our babies, and we shouldn't really because you know as soon as we get to a certain level with them, we have to sort of set them free or decide to move on. And and it's very difficult because we our identity gets wrapped up in that. And I'm just at the moment uh, dissolving my first business, and I think it's it's very difficult because it's the first, and the first Absolutely. is always the toughest, you know. But I'm actually, it's 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 nothing personal, and all of the learning you then went on to apply. To, to your new business, to your new business. So, and, so let's let's take let's that. You're catastrophically low. Yes, you're subterranean at that particular time. Absolutely. Where did the new business innovate come from? So, again, Gavin I had seen what was coming. Yeah, saw
0: it way before I did, and I was backstroking down the Nile. Obviously, <laughs> no, it's never going to happen. Sure, I'm so important with your little fairy <laughs> wings. You with on. my fairy wings on. <laughs> exactly. Sure, how could this happen to me? Anyway, so he had gone ahead and set up a business. So. One of the beauties of myself and Gavin and one of the downfalls with Fairy Door was we always had ideas for different things. Right.
1: And unless it fell into that category, it's very hard to branch out. You couldn't introduce. And this is what marks the serial entrepreneur, the person that can take it and get up and go again. It's, you've learned so much, you have resilience, you'll never make those same mistakes again. You'll make different ones, but you'll never Absolutely. make the same mistakes again. And what you've learned, you can't get in books, you can't find that out. So, you know, so, so the the new company Innovate, it's got the Digit 8, I-N-O-V yes. and the Digit 8, the yes. Innovate Academy. Yes. What does it do? So it became our nest egg of
0: every other idea we'd had. Fantastic. every other drawing we've made on wear mats you exactly, can do it again exactly and we had you're right we had a really expensive education on how to make a product and put it on a shelf yes. and get it across the water and the and, context, the context uh, exactly.
1: are, are your gold exactly
0: yeah. and we, we could skip two years of messing that we did yeah. obviously producing somewhere that wasn't going to make us runny or sell it internationally so we, we did that um, and we, we did it really well and we attracted investors which really scared me at the time. However, um they were two guys that had made their money from something they'd invented themselves. Okay. So my my they now like line you. on investors, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is how, how much trench work have you done? Yes.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, and,
0: yeah. and who have you invested in before? Because Guess what? I'm interviewing you. Yes, absolutely. So now I'm going to check your references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where well, I've gotten see, to. Look
1: how confident you've got. Oh, it's it's
0: <laughs> it's amazing how a sting will make will wake you up, yeah, you know. Will yeah. Really, really wake you up anyway. Um, so that's what we did, and we took a small investment from the guys, and that allowed us to spend maybe about a year completely and utterly developing and making and producing and sourcing and selling our first few ideas. Brilliant. And I needed that though for me. I, I needed to I needed to. Like Gavin, literally, I'd say, God bless him. He had to but drag also, me along. But
1: you're, also, you're alive when you're creating, right? Yes. Because you are the creative in the group. Yes. So you need to create to feel that buzz. Yes. So tell me about Bye Bye Blankie, because I think yes. it's one of the most genius things I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> so this was a baby Blankie. We had a little guy who, had, who loved his Blankie at this yes. stage, you know, and I remember saying to my mum, gosh, what am I going to do to get this Blankie off me? you know? And she was like, you just do what I did with your sister. And I was like, gosh, what can't remember that Um, so basically what she would do every six months maybe a year is she'd trim away a layer now she had the beauty of being able to sew uh, which I, I don't have that skill unfortunately so what she'd do is she'd cut a layer off Jonas blankie and yeah. she'd sew it up. So it looked like a perfectly, you know, a perfect blanket. It's just shrinking. It's just shrinking. And he'd wake up and he'd go, <laughs> Blankie's he's smaller. Growing. And yeah, I'd say, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'd say, like your shoes don't fit so you anymore. Good. That is I'd, so good. Yeah, I said, Blankie's just gotten smaller, you know, and he's he's down to the size now of maybe smaller than a tablet, like, you know, and, yeah. and it's something he has and he has it forever. So that was the idea to design a blanket that had... Removable layers, but stitched, so so would stay integrity would stay of the blanket. Yeah, um, so we did that, and um, that was great because we got we salted. Distributors, they just, when you, you the, yeah,
1: I love these products. When you hear about them, you just go, I wish I'd thought of that, or that makes so much <laughs> sense. It's, yeah. it's so genius. Yeah. And I, I was exactly the same when I heard about your other product, at Reindeer Feeder. Yeah. Tell us about that. It's so, so cute.
0: So, the Reindeer Feeder for me marks my, nearly my recovery because yes. this, I really, I really pushed my ideas here. And Gavin wanted to create a Christmas product, and I was able to, I nearly wrote the movie and then paired it back to a product, you know. And the whole idea was they were like these little minions that would live around your home. And then on Christmas Eve, did you ever think like Santa Claus hasn't got time to feed the reindeer's carrots so who's well, doing no it? No one
1: thinks about the yeah, reindeer. who's doing it yeah, exactly. exactly a couple of carrots is all they get <laughs>
0: a couple of carrots and who's feeding them so we came up with this idea of this little carrot that sits on your mantelpiece and you put the carrots in his little feeding sack and Amazing. then when Santa's in he's obviously the one up grooming and feeding the reindeer yes
1: Santa's very busy exactly,
0: exactly. so we've we had great success so the that. reindeer
1: feeders are these little creatures and they're magical and yes. they go up the chimney and yes. feed the reindeer and
0: feed the reindeer and I love it as simple as it does and we got a little animation made because you know I love animation. Well now you know how to do an yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> a little woman. minute <laughs> Susan could just be quiet. <laughs> and
0: Susan be quiet. Yeah, exactly. Um but uh, we got this little one minute clip done and um it just people people just really enjoyed it. Like yeah. you know and we were so delighted because it gave us a glimpse again of You got the magic back. Yeah just a little validation of do you know what maybe maybe we can do this.
1: You know of course and, you can do on you know, you've done it else. once you and can yeah, do it again. Like, this is it. This
0: is it. So we did that. Um and then, of course, COVID hit and that changed So you've, a, you've
1: another product coming out for this Christmas. Uh, tell yes. me about the baubles.
0: We have two. So we have a range of baubles that are like ones you give. So we we're we love Christmas. Yeah. And we love the idea love of Christmas. filling your tree of, you know, sentimental kind of things. So these are baubles that everyone buys baubles, obviously. But they're personalised. So, okay. you know, there might be ones you gift. Yeah, you know, and that's what we wanted to do, and make them nice and nice quality, and have them look nice. So yeah. we have them. We have the baubles out this Christmas, and also we have gifting gongs because I'm mad about gongs, which is the style of the reindeer feeder. What's yeah. a gong? You know the little guy with the tall hat and the little nose and beard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're called gongs. Okay, the style is called gongs. And what we <laughs> did was gifting gongs because I, not that I hate giving teachers presents, do not me. I hate giving anyone a present that doesn't. I wouldn't. That's not I wouldn't handmade like. or I would, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So these are again like little gonks that are obviously made to gift to someone wonderful yeah so if I got one I'd want them all basically because I'm completely obsessed with them but um, we brought that out we're bringing this out this Christmas as well It's due to land thanks to the Suez Canal it's probably late
1: so where will people be able to find them?
0: Oh gosh, they'll be we're we're very lucky that garden centers are are, you know, really attuned into our products. So Great. we had a huge range of garden centres last year with reindeer feeder and we'll have a very similar breath with um okay. the gifting gongs and the and the baubles this Christmas. Um so that's primarily where we go because that's primarily funny enough where people go yeah. to buy good quality yes items. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. so that's where we that's where we'll be headed. and so the innovate academy now also not only creates its own products um but you and you've got a sort of a, a largest a larger staff now as well you're up to you're up to four at the moment not just yeah. yourselves and gavin but you're also mentoring other businesses so if yeah. you have a toy idea people come to you and they can use the contacts and yes. they can that you know you can help get them into the market yes. and certainly into america yes tell me about one of the people that you're mentoring at the moment this this guy is just he, he blows my mind, you know, because
0: he reminds me a lot of myself when I write. He's very insecure about is it right or wrong, you know. Sorry, I didn't spell it right, you know. So he's all those trademarks We're of like someone, that at the beginning. A, yeah, yeah, of a real creative. Um, anyway, his name is John Edmonds, and he's a fireman in Kildare. Brilliant. Hmm.
1: And he came to and us while he's busy fighting fires. He's dreaming of other things. He's
0: dreaming of writing books.
1: Oh, beautiful! Just like honest to god, yeah. you
0: want you want to take him home with you. He is the most amazing <laughs> guy I've ever met. Um, Maybe you can make a small one, put him in your pocket. Yeah, you would might. But uh, at the moment, what he has done is he he describes certain situations that obviously these amazing people face in their job, like you know tragic circumstances, and yeah. some of them may be silly things that we do when we're in a point of crisis, like if there's a fire, um, a child might hide. Yes. I know you never think of it. So
1: tragic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And one such incident kind of, I suppose, happened to him in his career and it stuck him. So he wanted to write a book to tell a story of a child that went to do this, but didn't do it, but went the opposite way and got out safe.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. How wonderful.
0: Yeah. So every fireman has a nickname. His is Zippy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they give it to each other. Big um, shout out to the firemen across the country. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm a big fan. But um so Zippy the is this this story is about Zippy the firefighter who comes yeah. to a house fire and of course um the child is goes to hide but doesn't and then okay. goes to look for his cat. You know, all these silly Yeah,
1: the things that a child might do. Yeah. Like
0: the child might do. And he wanted to make the idea of fire safety friendly yeah. to children, which I think is just mind blowing.
1: Well there's I can see already products and animations yeah, and, and I'm book. sure your his brain book. is working oh the same god. way. Oh my god,
0: his book is just so oh it's fabulous because it just has the feels and Is it out already? No, it'll be out please god, it'll be out at the end of the year, you okay. know. So it's it's it takes time to work on these things but he's he's
1: inspirational
0: like even to me, he really really is.
1: Well I absolutely love it and just for the listeners if anyone is cultivating a toy idea they can find you on LinkedIn so it's IFA or Gavin Lawler L-A-W-L-E-R yeah. and also Innovate I N O I N N O V, and then the digit 8 so exactly. they can find you and they can send you a message on LinkedIn and just connect that way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If we know the road goes, go sure we can point you in it we don't take on an awful lot every That's just that. because we yeah. don't like to overcommit and underdeliver kind of attitude but um. Listen... Well, if you
1: can help someone get to when where, this you've, is where you've gone and where you're now going, it's phenomenal. I just don't and think anyone back.
0: should have to learn the lesson if we can somehow say, don't, oh my God, I wouldn't do that. And this is why I wouldn't do it. I think that's yeah. something that's worth sharing, you know, so. And let's just talk about Susan
1: again for a second. Yes. So you and I are working on a book idea about yes. Shut Up, Susan. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm asking my radio guests to uh, write a chapter about themselves and about the time that they felt imposter syndrome. Yes. So it, for all those listeners, they're sort of saying, you know, oh God, but it's all right for them but you know they can do these things but I can't you mm-hmm. know that's their own imposter syndrome kicking mm-hmm. in what advice would you give them?
0: I'll give you an example so last year uh, late last year I took on a little bit of consultancy work for a friend of mine who's obviously a female entrepreneur um, and we decided that we were going to start a coffee business of course we were nothing else to be <laughs> done that was it brilliant and this is all a great story because we're onto our third location that's a beautiful story right but I struggled I yeah. struggled to tell her that I felt I wouldn't be good as a partner. Okay. Because I'd been there done that and it blaze of glory is the only way I describe it, yeah. to, you know. So, but she'd also had a business partner and it didn't end well. So we were okay. all coming with these scars and I was thinking, why would I attract this into my life again? And was right. like, oh God, no. Oh God, no. The last person that should be getting into another business relationship is you, you know. Um. But now that I'm so attuned to her voice, I was yeah. able to sit uh, with Christine and say, like you know, I'm I'm damaged. I'm damaged goods. You know, and you need to know that about me. And I'm I'm going to be really direct about this. There's none of
1: us that aren't. We're all imperfectly perfect. You know,
0: imperfectly perfect. I couldn't have said it better. It's, it's. I'm so human now. I'm nearly. I'm nearly a skeleton outside the skin. right? Yeah. that's how human I am. Um, and that doesn't make me the best human you're ever going to meet. It just means I'm very aware of
1: myself. But you're also 100% authentic, you know, and I think this is what you learn. You don't have to be somebody or be a character in business or, you, or in your own business. You don't have to be larger than life. You can just be yourself. Oh, and when you are yourself, it's okay to be vulnerable. And, and this is where the imposter syndrome really kicks in. I think for Absolutely. a lot of people, that that vulnerability then feels raw and naked. But yes. actually, unless you can Sit with your vulnerability. You're never going to be able to to help other people.
0: 100 percent. So, yeah. what happens with me and Christine now is if 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 Susan kicks in, yeah, I will text her and I will say, "Did you mean this by what you said?" Yeah, <laughs> so she said, "Now go, God, God." But I have to challenge it
1: constantly well a a business relationship you know regardless I mean I know you're in business with your with your husband but you're also in business with 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 Christine now as well and she's your business partner it is a it's a it's a form of commitment committed relationship with 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 anybody regardless of of the dynamic yes you know there has to be trust there has to be open lines of communication but you also have to say some days I I will be better than others you know but I will try (laughs) absolutely but you 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 will get the open communication is everything. It's everything and to be able to say to someone okay
0: sorry I got that wrong or you know that makes me uncomfortable yeah, it's really hard for me to say these things, you know, because I really want to be liked.
1: So, so hang on a second. we we've gone from toys to coffee. <laughs> so, I know. So,
0: it's a lesson. <laughs>
1: <I sure laughs> so, three, three coffee ducks, two containers. Let me
0: tell you how they happen because you Go mentioned on. something earlier, and I just thought, oh my god, because we are very attuned in that way, right? But when I took on the consultancy work, and it was literally to pay bills. so we yeah. under no illusion. We the the COVID hit us all, especially yes. product building comp- business. Right. So I took that on, and I got a book after listening to Oprah, The Alchemist. Yes. And I read the book and I thought, OK, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait for a sign of what else is there for me? So I was driving from my home and I was saying, God, why do I have to get out of the car and get a coffee? I'm so lazy. Because I'd heard a drive-to-coffee, you know, and uh, Christina, obviously, I don't know what had on in her head, but she came into the office one day and she said, will you come with me for a minute? I want to show you something. And I said, yes. She drives me down the road and she drives me to a drive-to-coffee. And she says, we could do this. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And she was like, yeah, we could do this. Let's go back and make a business plan. Okay. But you know what? For me as well, she she trusted me. Yeah. And I didn't trust me. Yes. And at the time, I was like, that's what got all my feels. So, But she, yeah. she literally said, no, no, I've seen the world a bit as well. I'm happy. I, you're my person. Yeah. And I know what you've been through because we had shared an experience. She knew a lot of it, yeah. you know. And I just thought, wow, I wish I could see what you see. Right. So that's where I always will struggle. I will what will, it, what will it
1: take for you to be able to see that in yourself? Do you think?
0: I don't think I ever will. Okay, honestly, I don't think I ever will. And if if I have I have fleeting moments of seeing it, and then yeah. I'll then I'll kick back into who do you think you're kind <laughs> of you? that's yes, yeah. and maybe I have to accept that that's that's just going to be me.
1: Well, I don't think we ever fully lose imposter syndrome. And actually, an awful lot of people talk to me about the bigger they get or the more successful they get, the worse it gets, that voice, right. you know. And so sometimes it is about staying in your lane and just saying, OK, I just want to be here because this is where I'm happy. Now, I don't mean that that doesn't mean create and do all of the other incredible things that you're working on. But it is also about partnering up with the person that understands yes. that you are experiencing that. Because yes. actually, if they say they're not, they're lying. <laughs> we all get it. If Even confident of it.
0: Oh no, absolutely! It, you do get it. and I, I, a couple of things that I will absolutely make my skin peel back from the nails is, it's just business. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We have a choice how we do our business. Yes. I choose to do it my way. Yeah. Uh, so it's never just business. I don't accept that. I completely refute that idea. I don't accept it. You said something there about staying in lane. What I try not to do anymore is look left or right or look behind. Absolutely. Just look forward. Just. just a hundred percent. Just go. Just go and learn on the way and try having a clue how to make a coffee. I still don't. Um what <laughs> but it, I, it
1: doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter. You'll find somebody that does. You can get a barista. We, exactly. and, and this is it. You never know enough to be able to get started. You always think there's something else I don't know. My my advice to people is just get going. Just oh, get started. A
0: hundred percent. And employ really good people and pay people and don't ever have people work for free and just just enjoy them because they will run your business.
1: And employ people that know more than you do.
0: <laughs> oh, especially about coffee. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 Aoife Lola, it's been an absolute pleasure. It Thank you so shot. much. I wish you all the success for the Innovate Academy and also with your coffee docs. What are they called? Froth Coffee. Froth Coffee. Yeah. I shall be down as soon as you tell do me where it. they're located. Go on, tell us now where they're located.
0: We have one in Nice and yeah. we have
1: one in Clondalkin and we're just about to open one in Drimna fantastic yeah. well I wish you every success and you Thank just you. tell Susan for me it's time for her to shut up yeah <laughs> she's not listening huge thanks to my guest this week which was the amazing Eva Lawler from the Irish Fairy Door Company and the Innovate Academy tune in next month the first Wednesday of every month to meet my next special guest who's on an entrepreneur like you